Well, hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone had an absolutely wonderful weekend. I hope you enjoyed the Hagman show on Friday. Doug and I had a very intense show, a lot of different topics. It was pretty good, so I encourage you to check that out. And just to let everybody know, I got a lot of emails because people didn't see it on the website over the weekend. I let everybody know on Friday at the beginning of the show, we had limited amounts of that Best Buy date, probiotic, $100 billion, And as I told you, we were sold out by the afternoon. So just give everybody a heads up on that. It's gone that was a really, really short sale. I did that kind of just to let everybody get it at unbelievably cheap prices because it's such a good product. But thank you again for the support, and I'm glad everybody got to take advantage of that. Also, too, you can check out the current product of the week, the EyeSight, which has become a very, very uh, – popular product among our customers because it helps so well with overall eye health. So be sure to check that out. Also, too, in news now, this is something that I found interesting down here in Florida. If you guys have seen, Miami has been completely and totally wild for the last week due to spring break. And now the city of Miami, the mayor, has gone in now and declared a emergency, a state of emergency. And now South Beach, Miami has a curfew from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. all the way through April 12th. Now, a lot of the kids that went down there, basically, people have descended on Miami from all over the country right now, as as the whole state of Florida has basically been engulfed from people. And what's interesting is a lot of them were acting unruly. There's been a lot of crime. There's been a lot of thefts, a lot of robberies, a lot of just nonsense. What they're saying now, though, is because nobody's social distancing and none of the bars are restricting people from basically wearing masks or anything like that, that they now are shutting the curfew down at 8 p.m. So last night, people still came outside and basically SWAT teams and police were deployed to start shooting everybody with pepper balls that basically were hanging out in the entertainment district because they would not disperse after 8 o'clock. Now, you know, there, there's mixed emotions about this all the way across the board, and I've talked to a lot of people that I know from down there and that live in Florida and have been getting reports of what's going on. Um, everything that happened was completely and totally knee-jerk yesterday. If they were going to do this, they should have done something like this at the beginning. There were residents because they had three main roads, the main roads that get down to South Beach, Miami. If you've ever been down there, everything's based on, like, bridges. They shut them down yesterday. They shut them down at, like, 6 p.m., so there were people that were coming online that were, you know, from li- that lived down there saying, "Dude, we sat on the bridge, gridlock, could not move for four hours until they finally opened it back up to try to move the traffic." I mean, just just, just asinine. Made zero sense yesterday whatsoever. Just made it more and more chaotic. Now they're deploying the SWAT team and law enforcement because people are not allowed to be out past eight. Now what's happening is. It's driven everybody up north, and so more people are going to be going to Fort Lauderdale and Boca and stuff like that now. The same people that are down there are just going to migrate to a different area. So, again, this is another example of how the unbelievably insane COVID restrictions have horrible side effects. Think about all these businesses now that have had 
abysmal sales last year. Restaurants, bars, all of them. Horrible sales last year. Locked down half the time. Most of these individuals down there, like Daytona Beach and other places like that, they rely on a lot of their yearly income for spring break and a few other main events during the year. So now when you start saying, hey, you got to basically shut down your business now at you know, 7, 8 o'clock, you're cutting a huge amount of their profit out of these next couple weeks. So just something to see and understand. And what we're starting to see here now all across the country is this real hard push to try to control and maintain the narrative even further. And Florida has been you know, completely uncompliant pretty much the entire year. On Saturday, me and my buddy had to run over to Lakeland to pick up some supplies and some stuff that he needed as well, some stuff that I needed. And so we stopped at a restaurant called Ford's Garage. I always like going over there. It's really cool. They have a lot of antique vehicles there. Just cool atmosphere, pretty good burgers, good food. So we just stopped by, grabbed some food, chill out for a few minutes. And we were sitting up there, and the place was packed. 45-minute wait to get in, but the bar was open. You can order food. So we just went up to the bar and just ordered food which is much faster. I wasn't going to wait 45 minutes for a table. And so we're sitting there. We ordered our food, and this couple walks over. It's like the you know two seats over from us, and they go, huh, are, are we allowed to sit here? And I looked at them, and I said, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys aren't social distancing. You can't sit here. And they looked at me like a deer in their headlights, and they go, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I just started busting out laughing. I was like, man, it's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. I said, you obviously are not from around here. So they started like kind of like nervously laughing. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, sit down. Let's talk. Where are you from? <laughs> so they sit down, and I start talking to them. They're from Philadelphia. They came down here on a trip for a wedding. And they go, this is so, so strange. I said, what do you mean? They said, we don't. We did, they didn't make us wear a mask. We like put them on. They, they said, you don't have to wear them in here. I said, no, it's Florida. We don't comply with anything. And they go, this is really strange. I said, this is the first time we've been in a bar in a year. They said, you can't go to a bar in Philadelphia. Restaurants are like, you know, quarter capacity. You got to wear a mask the entire time unless you're like chewing food. I said, nah, don't worry about that. I said, we're good. They said, but man, what's up with y'all's traffic down here? <laughs> I said, well, I said, that is a side effect of exactly what you're talking about right now is majority of the country is descended upon our state. And they said, well, you know, we ordered a rental car like three weeks ago. We're supposed to have like a, a Lincoln or something. We ended up getting some like worn out Toyota Camry. I said, well, yeah, I said, that's the problem. I said, all the rental cars are gone right now because everybody's down here. I said, and you came during spring break, which is not the best idea. I said, but enjoy it while you're down here. I said, sorry to see you guys go have to go back to Philadelphia. I'm sure that's fun. They said, yeah, it's not. And so we talked for a little bit, and then we ended up leaving. And I just thought it was so ironic how when you start interacting with people that are out of the state that aren't used to this right now, they're so overly compliant and so scared to get – anybody offended or not comply with any type of regulations and it shows you how conditioned the american populace has become to follow orders stay compliant don't ask questions do what you're told basically lick the boot of your master whenever they tell you to do so in one short year that has happened and so again i just encourage everybody restaurants businesses stores hold your head up high Open your business up. Be proud you're an American. Be proud you're still working and continue to live free. Free men don't ask permission. And that's continually what we have to remind ourselves of every single day, Dad. What do you think? 
Well, Austin, this is a great story, and, and yes, I have the same question. What is up with the traffic? <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> I mean, it was bad before COVID, all right? It was. It was awful. It's it's much worse than it was, and it's like you said. Everybody had enough of being locked down, and they're all coming to Florida. And I, I can't really say I to blame them. I mean, Governor DeSantis is setting himself up for a presidential run. He really is. I mean, this guy's amazing. Now there's an entire group of communist, liberal, lesbian weirdos in Tallahassee that have put a group together now that are saying, anybody but DeSantis, we must stop him from winning in two years. And I'm like, man, you guys don't even get it. You know, We've got so many people who are enjoying the freedom here in Florida, unless you have massive election fraud, which I don't think DeSantis is going to allow because of what he's done here as far as restructuring our electoral system down here. Because remember, Trump won Florida, which like wasn't supposed to happen, but I'm sure DeSantis will continue to work on that. He'll never be defeated. It's like that Christy Nome will never be defeated in South Dakota unless it's electoral fraud because people want their freedom. And the sad part about it is also is how quickly we were programmed, how quickly we were taught to wear a mask, how quickly we were told that we no longer had freedom and how quickly we were told we had to ask permission and how quickly we were told we didn't have any First Amendment or Fourth Amendment rights anymore, how quickly everybody complied with that. And it's sad. But I've got a stuff I'm going to talk to you about right now. But before I do that, I've got a really good friend of the show, and he's got a son, and his son's name basically is Spencer. And Spencer's been having some issues. He was uh, damaged with autism when he got his 18-month vaccination. And he's had he's about 23 years old now. He's, he's had eight multiple suicide attempts. And last night we went out on Instagram, and I told uh, Sharon I'm going to bring it up on the show today. And he tried to commit suicide again this past week. And I normally don't do this on the show, but, you know, I, I, you guys are family, so when something like this happens, I've got to get involved with it. But, you know, but the parents have asked if we could get a prayer chain going. So I want you guys to pray for him. His name is Spencer. Pray that he gets right, that his brain gets right, that he gets right with Jesus and with God, and that, you know, the Holy Spirit and, and God Almighty, who's perfectly capable of doing this, get Spencer's brain right, and that Spencer can get past all of this stuff. And it's really putting a tremendous strain on the family unit because of this. So I ask you guys to pray. So now, so please do and send it all over the world. I want this everywhere. It's already on multiple, multiple continents as of this morning. But also I want you guys to know something. You know, this past week, you know, we've had a lot of stuff going on, and now the United States government has done a huge release. This is not even a soft release anymore. This is a hardcore release as far as UFOs, and it's now saying that the U.S. now has secret evidence of UFOs breaking the sound barrier without a sonic boom and performing moves that humans don't have the technology for, says Trump's director of national intelligence. Okay, this is not some yahoo saying this online that basically has no credentials. In December, a 180-day deadline was announced for a report into the UFO sightings. The Pentagon intelligence agencies must release their report by June the 1st. John Ratcliffe, former DNI, said there was more sightings than publicly known, and Ratcliffe said the observations were made by the Navy and Air Force pilots. They were recorded by multiple sensors and had no obvious explanation, and the incidents included supersonic travel without a sonic boom. Ratcliffe said that it was the public interest that the information be released. The U.S. has evidence of UFOs breaking the sound barrier without any sonic booms. The revelations increased excitement about the forthcoming report, detailing what the U.S. government has observed, and John Ratcliffe, who served as Donald Trump's director of national intelligence, said that many of the incidents have still no explanation. So, you know, I wanted to share that with you guys this morning because I want you guys to understand that we've been told a long, long time ago that these things are real. If you look in the book of Ezekiel, this is the Old Testament from the NIV version. It says, and it says, starts off with Ezekiel 1. It says, 
in my 13th year in the fourth month of the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kebar River, the heavens were open and I saw a vision of God. It was on the say, I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north. Kind of sounds like a spaceship to me, but you guys can use your own explanation on this. I'll start over. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning and surrounded by a brilliant light. In the center of the fire looked like glowing metal. There you go. And so I wanted to share that with you. God already exposed this stuff and told us this stuff was real. And these are the fallen angels and all of these other entities that have come onto the planet thousands and thousands of years ago. And now all of a sudden you go, well, Ted, gosh, that's just pulling the Band-Aid off. You just straight told us that they're real. Uh, yeah, the government just told you they were real too. That's why I felt it was important to cover this today. It's really something that you got to wrap your head around because as a Christian, you were warned, you were told a long, long time ago, all the way back to Genesis chapter 6, that these fallen angels or whatever you want to call them, ETs, reptilians, I've heard everything, every name you can possibly imagine. You say, why are they called reptilians? Well, did Satan show up as a snake in the Garden of Eden? Well, yeah, well, obviously he can change his shape. He can morph into whatever he wants. So that's why they're called reptilians in my mind. And plus a lot of people say they're like Draco reptilians, which doesn't make any difference. Just call them entities from another planet, entities from another dimension, whatever you want to call them. They're real. The Bible tells us that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against all of these other things up in the heavenlies. And we need to understand something. After Roswell, back in 47, the same wartime attitude of the seriousness of secrecy came over the United States, and it created the CIA. The CIA was never supposed to be deployed domestically, but thanks to Roswell, it asserted itself, and it took charge of this United States Air Force. The crashed alien ET anti-gravity craft, which I talked about the technology that came from that, from the Viril Maidens, on Friday's show in Germany, in Nazi Germany, basically was recovered at Roswell. And they were seized to manipulate President Truman, who was a horrible president, in the 33-degree Mason, into believing the CIA was necessary to protect the secret from the Russians and the Chinese. Later, Truman claimed that it was the biggest mistake of his presidency because he came to realize that the CIA spread its control over all of America. Now, who runs the CIA? Well, the CIA is run by the city of London bankers. They control it, and we need to understand that. If you look at the big boys that are at the top of the hierarchy of power, this illegal, unconstitutional private group of bankers from the group of people out of England, you know, they asset strip, we the people of the United States, because they're doing it under, quote-unquote, national security or whatever they're doing it under. But it always goes back to the international bankers and their cutouts. These City of London banksters, they viewed Roswell, listen to me now, I'm going to tie something together, as a great opportunity to lock down all of America by expanding the World War II concept of locking down secret organizations and secret research. The CIA was set up by the Third Reich Nazi intel. I talked about this in depth and gave you names on Friday under Operation Paperclip run by Gellin and Mueller with full support of Douglas and President – excuse me, Prescott Bush. Okay, All these people were involved in all of this stuff. Prescott Bush also a few years earlier had hired General Smedley Butler or attempted to hire General Smedley Butler, two-time Congressional Medal of Honor winner to do a coup of the United States to bring in a fascist dictatorship like Nazi Germany into the United States to overthrow the communist, you know, Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, one of the worst presidents we've ever had in this country. 
my list of worst presidents, just to give you a little sidebar, you're going to have Wilson at the top. You're going to have Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I got to throw him in there, too, because of what he did with General Sherman. You're going to have, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And then all the rest of them after Kennedy were basically cutouts, except for Ronald Reagan, who they tried to kill just a few months into office. All of this stuff has happened since 1913, since the Federal Reserve took over the United States money system. And when that happened, they were allowing, they allowed themselves to take over all of the corporations. And remember, all of these wars, they're not managed after, since World War II, they're not managed. They're not, they're never to be won. But they're to go on forever to increase the war profits for these stockholders and directors who control the defense contractors, which are all the international banking cartels at the highest levels. If you can ever get through the dummy corporations and you actually find out who owns the stock, you'll find out that most of the people are going to be the cutouts and the people who are, quote, unquote, the blue blood families. And those people that come into the United States and basically take over everything through drugs and mafiosa. Now, what's interesting to me, the Pope is now saying, he said last week, we've got to control the mafia. The mafia is out of control. And he's neck deep in the mafia. He's neck deep in the Italian mafia and the Costa Nostra, and they were running money through the Vatican banks for, for decades and decades and decades from the drugs they were getting out of Southeast Asia and Afghanistan. And then you get all the generals and the high command officers in the U.S. military, and they're all well-groomed at the highest levels by well-funded U.S. military defense contractors, and they find six-figure positions, sometimes millions of dollars a year, upon military retirement. This, you know, this is what happens to almost all these guys at the high levels. These people are called double dippers in the military, and they earn, earn huge salaries and retirements for pretty much selling out and rejecting their responsibility to the American people by deciding to decide to serve money and for the vast rewards in their lifestyle. This is the complete and total control of the United States military and the retirees of the military by the same banksters. This secret, quote-unquote, evil empire, the city of London private bankers, They've used this usury now for generations, this Babylonian money magic, to control the entire planet. It's the world's largest organized crime syndicate with the Costa Nostra based out of Israel. You say, well, gosh, that sounds crazy, Ted. Well, yeah, and they've used everything they possibly could by taking over the United States with the Federal Reserve Bank since 1913, over 100 years ago, to completely and totally suck dry the United States and take all the – funds out of the United States and take all the assets out of the United States. They're asset stripping us. Now, how do they do this? They deploy false flag terror. They really are into false flag terror. We always see these mind control shooters and these gun-free zones shooting people. You notice you very rarely ever see a mind control shooter in an open gun area. Usually it's in a bar where they're restricted where they can't carry guns, or it's in a school where they're restricted where they can't carry guns, or they're in a democratically controlled stronghold where they can't carry guns. You very rarely ever see it where you have people come into a place that basically has guns. Churches aren't supposed to have guns, and now some states have made it legal to carry guns in the churches. After that shooting, when the guy walks in with a trench coat and a shotgun, and then the guy all of a sudden who is trained and who basically is a gun trainer, he basically shoots the guy right in the head after he shot a couple people in the church. That could turn into a giant nightmare if the guy hadn't been armed. So you very rarely ever see people who are armed basically in, in, in gun zones as far as false flags, by declaring a permanent, permanent war on terror and basically targeting any enemy desired, anybody you want to attack, you can attack now under this war on terror. They can continue to control the population by manipulating American soldiers to commit war crimes and crimes against humanity by telling them they have to walk into the house and flashbang the entire family and shoot all the children. Oh, yeah, that happens right now in the Middle East, guys. And these guys come back and they're all messed up. 
and they're on psychiatric drugs. They're suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome. They can't even function as a society because they've seen such horrible things and had to do such horrible things. Why? Because they were told to do it. These American soldiers are used as cannon fodder. They don't care about these soldiers. They don't care about what their mental health is after this is over with. They're just trying to enrich the bankers and bankers even more and to continue to control the planet through the interdimensional interfaces from at the highest levels, the human sacrifice of these entities on the other side of the veil, which control human history and control what's going to happen in the future. The only thing we have and the only chance we have to stop any of us through prayer because they know that prayer creates a scalar energy wave that disrupts the energy minefield around the planet. They've created with all of their 5G and 6G and all of these crazy things they've done as far as the chemtrails and injecting us with nanoparticles and all of these vaccines injecting us with nanoparticles. Because I went into detail with this on Friday. And so we need to understand that if we're going to fix this, we have to start praying and acting as Christians because they know we have the power to do it. They continually create chaos, war, and death. They do this constantly. Why? Because it controls the evil agenda. They have consolidated all American police, and they have seized illegitimate, illegal, and unconstitutional control by setting up the Department of Homeland Security, which is basically controlled completely through the Mossad and trained through the Mossad. They actually take these police officers and take them to Israel and train them through the Mossad. They military the American police. And they continue to make these people more and more and more, how should I say, aggressive. Shoot them until they stop. Empty your magazine. Don't have any perceived threat. Oh, yeah, even if a person's walking around with his kids or has a little dog they're walking around on a leash, they'll take them down and just unload a magazine into them over in the Middle East because that's what they're trained to do. They're, 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 they, they hijack and they consolidate and they have consolidated mass media into their own controlled mass major media owned by six media moguls who are all <laughs> – they're all banker cutouts who have formed a virtual illegal news monopoly, best called a news cartel, and these all operate out of a group of international bankers out of Switzerland. It's all controlled through Switzerland, which is a neutral state where the international bankers have many of their headquarters, including the Bank of International Settlements and all the other things they do. And they protect themselves through the so-called invocation of so-called national security. I read to you on Thursday, Wednesday of last week, and I talked about FASBA and how now they can make up stuff and not tell you guys the truth as far as the accounting of the United States of America and straight lie to you under national security and not tell you where your tax dollars or money you're going. And it's not even that. They have the trillions of dollars they've printed in off-book balance sheets that they've signed us onto the debt in which they spend it on deep underground military bases and off-world projects and space-based weapon systems that we don't even know about, and they continue to do this over and over and over and over again to control the population. In the meantime, the international banking community at the highest levels now, and I've mentioned this at the beginning of the show, they continue to do the human sacrifices and continue to push their abortion and continue to do everything. Why? Because it feeds the entities on the other side of the veil. Now, over in Israel, a new story just came out this morning, and it said that now they have now created an embryo. Listen to this. They have created an embryo, and they have grown it outside of the womb. Oh, yeah, here's the article. It says, in Jacob Hanna's lab at the Weizmann Institute for the first time in the world, scientists succeeded in growing a mammalian embryo outside of the womb. The implications of this unprecedented achievement could be enormous. From growing synthetic embryos for organ implants to creating an infant whose biological parents are two men. They have to put in the two men, don't they? Don't they do that? Why? 
It's the hermaphroditic agenda. You don't have to be a male or a female. We can grow your babies for you outside of the womb. Anybody can have a baby. We're all hermaphrodites. They don't think that childbirth is an expression of God's love for us and the continuation of the human species. They consider it an abomination for a human being to have a child. That's how they feel in the Kabbalah and in the Zohar. And that's what they're trying to force on all of us. But I want to I'll read you that article where it says, oh, and for two men to have children, homosexuals. Because remember, Israel, where this is being done, is the number one homosexual destination in the world. Oh, yeah, Tel Aviv. Oh, yeah. Gay parades with hundreds of thousands of people in attendance. Also, gay parades marching down the Villa de Rosa where Jesus Christ himself walked on the road to Calvary. Oh, yeah, that too. Because why? They absolutely hate Christianity they hate heterosexuals. They consider us to be an abomination. They consider childbirth to be an abomination. That's why they're all about abortion all of the time, including the 60 dual Israeli citizens in Congress who are pretty much every single one of them are hardcore communist leftists, pro-gay, pro-abortion people who control the outcome of almost all of our major votes in Congress. And that's where we find ourselves right now with alien ex- disclosure, UFO disclosure, which I've told you guys about for years on this show tells you right in the Bible about it. And also now with this group of people finally realizing to take over world control and world dominion, they have to pretty much lock us all down and put masks on us. Going back to Austin's first story where if they come from another state, they're like shaking in their boots going, oh, my gosh, we don't know what to do. Oh, can we sit here? Is it okay to sit here? Oh, we have to, can we sit here? Be, we're within six feet. Is it okay? No, it's that bad. I get so fed up with it. Yesterday, I went over to Camping World. I got to get some stuff for my RV. And, all, and every single person in Camping World, almost everybody from other states, everybody's wearing a mask except for me and Sharon. And then I sneezed. Oh, I did. I sneezed. I sneezed without a mask on. Oh, heaven forbid that I sneezed. And it was so funny. Uh, I sneezed into my shirt, which I always do because I don't want to spread germs. And I thought, I sneezed the sneeze into the air, and where it landed, I know not where. But hard and cold <laughs> were the looks of those in whose vicinity I had snows. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. I said, told Sharon, I said, I'm glad we're done and paying and leaving here because, boy, people, they want to take us out back in tar and feathers not because we sneezed the sneeze into the air. Guys, it's so funny that this country and this world has allowed itself to be completely and can totally controlled by the satanic agenda. And it's not funny as in horribly like funny, funny, like ha-ha, but in irony, the fact that we sit here and we allow this to happen and Christians have decided it's okay to be locked down and to lick the boot. Guys, there is no such thing as book, book, boot licking for a Christian. We serve the most high God. The great I am, and his name is Jesus, and through him all things are held together. Always remember that. We serve no man. We only serve the great I am. Uh, I have to preach a little bit. Allison, what do you think? What's your next story, bud? Well, and to, to clarify, you know, what you're saying here as far as from a Christian standpoint in these mandates, because I had somebody bring that up the other day to me. They said, you know, with Christianity, we're supposed to respect our authority. <clears throat> I said, okay. So I, I see where you're going with this, but continue on. They said, so when we have a city or a state or a town or whatever come in with a, a mandate that you have to wear a mask, is it pretty much our responsibility to respect authority? I said, well, respecting authority 
goes both ways. I said authority is also supposed to respect its citizens. And I said, and also on top of that, if authority is telling you to do something that compromises your convictions, that compromises your health, that compromises your beliefs, then no, absolutely not. You do not have any type of biblical duty to follow those restrictions. Look at the apostles on how they were continually thrown in prison over and over and over again because they said it's a mandate now. You are not allowed to speak about the Bible. You are not allowed to speak about Jesus. You're not allowed to have a study. You can't do this. And they said, uh, okay, well, that, we're not going to listen to that, but cool story. We're going to go on our way. And they got massively persecuted for it, yet they never stopped, even though authority was telling them it was illegal to do what they were doing. I have gone into detail, explicit detail, and we have it on our website if you want to read more about it. So I'm not going to you know, spend more time on today about the health dangers of putting on a mask. In Oregon now, perfect example of this, Oregon State health officials, officials now are discussing a bill to make mask mandates permanent for the foreseeable future. I kid you not. The current mask mandate right now expires May 4th. Oregon health bureaucrats are now seeking to make the rule permanent. The rule proposed basically intends to force mask mandates statewide until there is no necessary reason to address the pandemic with masks. Now, what's interesting about this is the threshold for what constitutes when the mandates are no longer necessary is not offered in the bill or the proposal. There's no end date. There's no final amount of people that are no longer sick. There's no amount of cases. It's an open-ended blank check. This is exactly what I yelled and hollered and argued about last year with everybody. When people said, Austin, just wear a mask and shut up. And I said, no, you shut up. Don't tell me to shut up. You shut up. I'm not going to listen to you. You put a mask on your face because you're told to do so when there's no reason whatsoever to do it from a health standpoint. And now it's interesting about this. All the schools in Oregon, especially the sports, are really, really nervous about this because Oregon has been one of the strictest when it comes to high school students in sports. And it's insane. They make kids – you get this not – they make kids who are running the 5,000-meter run – wear masks the entire time. I'm not joking. Running 5,000 meters, they have to wear masks the entire time. You cannot make up how stupid that is to force a teenager who has a 99.997% survival rate to strap a big mask on their face and breathe through a dirty, nasty, bacteria-laden filter while they sprint and run for 5,000 meters. You have to be a complete and total blithering moron to try to force a child to do that. Yet, Oregon's saying it's still in play, and they want to make it permanent. You now have over in the UK, even though they are trying to get the entire population vaccinated, Mark Ramsey, the head of the immunization at Public Health England, Ramsey told BBC yesterday that mask and social distancing could be required for several more years or – at least until other parts of the world are as well vaccinated as we are. Ah, there you go now. Remember what I told everybody about with these vaccines? They're never going to mandate the vaccine and forcibly show up at your house. They're not going to do it. 
the PR would be so horrific. I mean, you want to talk about getting backlash, have a videotape of somebody getting strapped down on a gurney, getting injected against their will. Not only that, and I've said this before, and Dad's also gone into detail with this. When they start putting aborted fetal tissue and they start doing experimental RNA technology and the whole host of everything else is in these COVID injections, from a almost a karma side, to put it that way, they can't force you. Like they can't physically hold you down, gag and restrain you and inject you with this. They have to make you submit to it. It's almost like this this power thing for them. They want you to consent to it. That way, when you start having all these debilitating health issues in the future, they can say, you, you consented to this, bud. Is this your signature right here? Did you, did you sign this form? Yeah, you know, you, you signed that. That's, it's not my fault. I didn't forcibly inject you with it. You consented to it, bud. I didn't make you do that. That's, that's your signature right there. They have to have that reason. For some odd reason, with their, their weird, sadistic nature that they're involved in, they want to make sure you consent to it. They want to make sure you are the one that said, yes, stick me with this injection. But so what they're doing is they're slowly bringing in more and more carrots for the donkey, putting out further, further, further. Well, guess what? We can't get rid of masks now until everybody's vaccinated. Well, you know what? Once everybody's vaccinated, you still aren't going to be able to get rid of the mask because other people in the world aren't going to be fully vaccinated yet. <clears throat> so, you, you know, we, we got to be really careful with this. And then once everybody's completely vaccinated, you know, there may be another, another strand, another variant. Like Fauci went back and forth with Rand Paul the other day in that Senate hearing I told you guys about. You guys saw it was interesting. And Rand Paul basically told him these masks are theater. Exactly what he said. So what they're going to do is they're going to continue to keep going further and further and further. And now what they've continued to do is push these tests to keep their numbers up. Now, it's interesting about it. One of our good listeners and customers from Missouri, who's basically a medical doctor, he went and got uh, – he had all these new tests come in, all these new COVID tests. You know, they're, they're all sealed up tight. They're all basically sterile. And he looked at a couple of the swabs underneath the micro, microscope. I, I just got this information. I was looking at it on my, my computer this morning in detail, and I'm going to send it to Dad later and let him look at it. And what's interesting is they're not sterile. The photos that he has of these under a microscope, and basically if you look at side-by-side photos of more gel and fibers, it looks almost identical to these swabs. And this is what he's saying, and like I said, I'm still going to have to verify this further. He's saying it appears that these tests are contaminated with more gelins, and basically there's the, they're the nasal swab test. Now, I don't know. I can't prove that yet right now. I'm going off what he's telling me, so I'm going to put a disclaimer out there. But I'm going to do more research in this later on the week. I'm going to let Dad look at it in detail. If this is the case, this would make sense why it's, they're pushing the test so hard all across the country. Now, whether that is to be, I don't know. But I've I found it very odd. And you guys remember this last year I told you I said it's very strange that they're constantly telling everybody you gotta get a test, you gotta get a test, even when they have not fully isolated and figured out how this virus is. And when they do the PCR test, it doesn't actually isolate the COVID virus. They just continue to keep spinning it and digging deeper, deeper, deeper until they find some type of strain of a viral particle, and then boom, it's a positive test. So again, this is what we're starting to see. And now that now they're saying in the UK, every adult in the UK is now being asked to test themselves for COVID twice a week. 
not joking. They want everybody in the UK to do two COVID tests a week now. Now, that seems a bit extreme to me. That, well, if they're trying to get as many people exposed to whatever they're exposing them to, that would make a whole lot of sense. So a lot of very strange things going on as we see this happening right now. And it's definitely important that we continue to get the truth out there. All they want to do right now, I've, I've read fear-mongering is a new term they've been using. Now. It's a new coin phrase they've been saying, and they're using it reversal on the American populace that's awake and it's asking questions. So what they're saying is now anybody that questions a vaccine is fear-mongering. Anybody that questions RNA experimental technology being used on the American populace under emergency authorization use, if you question that in any way, you're fear-mongering. You can't ask questions of this. You can't wonder what's in the shot. You get the shot. You don't ask questions. Or else you're a fear-mongering conspiracy theorist. I've seen this term now used probably half a dozen times all across mainstream outlets almost every single day now. This is what they're doing. They're very good at psychological operations. They continue to make you feel like you're a moron for simply asking, what's in my vaccine? Remember what they did in Australia five years ago. When the company, the institution that came out that basically was demanding clean vaccines, they put a billboard up and it said, do you know what's in your vaccine question mark? Nothing else on the billboard as far as no other text. And the prime minister had it forcibly removed within three days and said, this is rubbish. We will not allow this type of misinformation to be posted. Asking a question, what's in my vaccine? That's fear-mongering rubbish? According to the Prime Minister in Australia, yes, it is. And that's exactly where we're headed here in this country right now with what they're doing with this RNA experimental gene editing technology. And so many people have just blindly accepted it as this is gospel, this is what we do, we follow orders, don't ask questions. And it all came down to the mass mandates and the social distancing last year to get everybody conditioned to this type of behavior where we have to ask permission to simply do novel things now in this country. What do you think, Dad? You know, Austin, it, it goes back. I want you to go into Morgellons today, so I'll give you a real quick introduction to it. These are the particles, these hollow top particle tubes that are like a three-dimensional species uh, they're basically made from like fungus and plant and animals. They're not found here on this planet. They're multicolored strands that basically can be put through the nasal cavity. And this is one of the reasons so many people who breathe heavy chemtrails have been diagnosed with Morgellons. Also, it has a tendency to really start to self-replicate inside of the body if you have heavy metal toxicity. In other words, if you've had a bunch of vaccines, including you know, injections with mercury in the vaccines, including the flu shot, and you have heavy vaccine toxicity with heavy metals, it really likes to replicate itself in your body. But that's not the big problem with Morgellons, but it is a major problem with Morgellons, and I'll tell you what the big problem is here in a second. The other thing is if people have heavy metal toxicity, it'll start replicating in the body so quickly that it starts coming through the skin, and these people have these sores all over them from scratching, and they're actually pulling fibers out of their body. But, of course, the Folks from the Psychiatric Association who are primarily Kabbalist controlled, they tell you when you have this condition, you basically have some type of disorder in which you're basically having some type of psychosis that you think you're itching and you're picking your skin, even though they can pull fibers out of themselves that are multicolor strands, and they have no psychosis. They're pulling these fibers out. 
I'm going to say something that's real important that you listen to me for a second because, you know, it's about tattoos. You don't know what the ink is on tattoos. You don't know how much heavy metal stuff is in those inks to make those colors. So be very careful with tattoos also and be very careful with taking injections like the flu shot. But here's the biggest problem I've got with Morgellons. When exposed, see, blue light is a specific energy frequency. All light is a particular wavelength. It's all, everything's energy, including you and me. We're all energy. And when you expose Morgellons fibers to blue light or that particular frequency, they start massive exponential growth in your body and start overtaking the host. Yeah. So you kind of turn into something else. And it's kind of weird like that, isn't it? And now we've got 25,000 5G satellites going up into orbit completely to cover the entire planet, more of this off-world technology. And it's easy for these satellites, if they wanted to, to broadcast a specific blue light frequency and bombard the entire planet in this frequency, causing these more gelatin fibers to go nuts and start replicating like crazy. You know... I don't know what to tell you about the tests. You know, I would never use a cotton swab that came with the test. If I had to be forced to take a test, I would get my own cotton swab because they're not going to know any different anyhow, as far as I know, and get a, whatever length they need to have. You can buy it at the store and basically do that. Or I would look at the cotton swab under a microscope before I put it up into my nasal cavities. Why? Because it can go right through the olfaction system and get into the brain that way. I mean, it's just the whole thing's messed up. And so be very, very, very careful with navel swab, navel swab testing. There's, there's no reason to do that. They could, they could take a swab, you know, from the, your cheek. They could do that very easily. The problem is, is they're looking for something specifically in these tests, like you said, you know, like Austin said earlier, like viral particles with 30 times, 30 times, 30 times, do it again, do it again, do it again until we find something, which is ludicrous. That's why so many people are testing positive because it's just a lie. Test doesn't work. Even the guy who developed the test said it doesn't work for this, but it doesn't make any difference because Bobblehead Fauci says you have to be tested. And, you know, and I, I guess it just, it still is mind boggling to me that people allow themselves to be injected and swabbed, sometimes in China with anal swabs. I mean, unbelievable. And they're doing this to people, and the people are doing it voluntarily. And let me just address that for one second. Some reason, and somehow, I don't get this, all right, because it's beyond my pay grade. There's some kind of giant game going on here in the cosmos with Pacific rule sets as far as battles or whatever's going on. I have no idea how that works out. They got to, like Austin said, they got to tell you what they're going to do in advance. They got to get your permission. I had, and, and I've read before as part of that lesser magic or white magic in which they have to, they're forced by some type of weird protocol to tell you what you're going to do, they're going to do to you, and you have to give them permission to do it, like the vampire at the front door asking to come in your house, can't touch you if you tell them to stay out. And yet we have these people everywhere complying and giving them permission to do what they want. Now, there's a really hardcore feminist. Her name's Naomi Wolf, hardcore lesbian supporter, can't stand her, big part of the Frankfurt School. But she's even had enough. And you got to ask yourself, why is she having enough? This is a Breitbart article. She says that Joe Biden is struggling physically, which is a national security concern. Now, she probably wants Kamala Harris as a feminist to be in the White House and be put in as president, which is, I think, the long-term plan anyhow, because Biden falling down three times, getting on the Air Force One, hitting his head, hitting his shoulder. The guy's feeble. He's senile. He's feeble. And I, I don't, don't get me wrong. 
I'm not making fun of that. Okay, I had a mom who was in a nursing home. We were probably where Biden belongs, or at least under care of his family. And he basic, she basically was feeble. And you know, and Biden's just feeble. He can't go upstairs. And so you got to ask yourself a question: Should he be running the United States of America? Well, the answer is no. But the reality is, is he's not running it. I mean, Kamala Harris is the one meeting with the world leaders now. He's basically put in there as a front to become elected. That I believe he'll never make it through his first term before he's declared, declared mentally incompetent. And then we've got, again, Hunter Biden's laptop, which is being protected by the FBI, the highest levels. Now, mind you, there are a lot of FBI guys and who are really good. They're actually CIA operatives that are good people. But the reality is that the highest levels, because of J. Edgar Hoover, this thing's pretty, pretty compromised. And so we have Hunter Biden being continually protected. And then we have to look at what's going on. This is in our interview with Steve Maltzberg. Who's a, who's a Jewish journalist on his weekly Sunday commentary on how to show eat the press, a progressive feminist author and former Democrat advisor, Dr. Naomi Wolf, expressed alarm. This is her expressing alarm regarding President Biden's current state of health and its implications for the U.S. national security. Now, I never thought I'd quote Naomi Wolf on this show, all right, but I'm going to do it. She says, as Americans, we'd be remiss not to notice that this man is struggling physically. And a national security kind of depends on our being grown-ups, she said. When a very elderly president is struggling physically, it is important national security concern that we should all be able to discuss without partisanship. And I agree with her on that. Never thought I'd agree with anything she said. Wolf also discussed her regret in voting for Biden. Now listen to this. She's discussing her regret in voting for Biden. Noting the serious erosion of the First and Fourth Amendments, that's the rights of search and seizure and free speech, under his administration. She goes, quote, I was so eager to have to see the end of the Trump era, era, it was four years, it wasn't an era, that I hope for better decisions, she said. What I have seen is a complete erosion of the First and Fourth Amendment rights. Now, what she doesn't realize, and a lot of these hardcore communists don't get this, is that the government has been completely usurped by the international banking cartels, which I mentioned in the beginning of this broadcast. She doesn't get that. You know, she's still pretending like she's playing real politics. In what she terms a biofascism, Wolf expressed concerns regarding the far-reaching implications of curbing freedoms during the current pandemic. She doesn't sound like a communist here. Quote, the president of the United States has no right whatsoever under the Constitution – of the United States of America to tell anyone where they can go or whom they can see or say anything about what you can do in your private home, she said. Quote, I'm incredibly concerned that we're at kind of a step 10 of the 10 steps to fascism that she's worried about basically becoming a Nazi country. And the end of, and she, and, and in her book, The End of America, and that's under the guise of what I call biofascism, and this pandemic has been used as an excuse to suppress everyone's liberties and to really usher in a totalitarian state. Is this hardcore leftist communist actually waking up? That's what I'm asking. Describing former President Trump as a racist. Okay. He wasn't a racist who minimized sexual assault. Need to do that. Wolf explains that he should, that she could ever, she never could have voted for him, though she adds, Voting for Biden was the equally wrong option. Again, another true statement. That's why I voted libertarian. You know, there was no right answer for this election, she said, which this is, again, staggering to me that she's actually awake to this point. In November, Wolf expressed regret voting for Biden due to his support for the lockdowns and his efforts to combat COVID-19. Quote, if I had known Biden was open to lockdowns, as he now states, which is something historically unprecedented in any pandemic and a terrifying 
practice, one that won't ever end because the elites love it. I never would have voted for him, she said. The current president's questionable health has been subject of ongoing concern for many. Now, wow. I mean, here I am quoting Naomi Wolf. She's absolutely right. Why? Because everybody is starting to see that what we have here is an unprecedented control state, a totalitarian regime, basically running through the international banking cartels, through the medical industrial complex combined with the military industrial complex, combined with the international control of the media, which I mentioned earlier, and the international control of all banks now through the Central Reserve Bank. And all of these things are happening at once as we speak in an unprecedented lockdown and removal of our first and fourth American privileges and freedoms are our God-given rights. This is where now we are finding ourselves in the United States of America. It's like Austin said at the beginning of the show, and I keep thinking about his when he was in that restaurant. And they said, can we sit here or are we not, are we too close? I mean, think about the irony of this. You go to a restaurant and you wear a mask into the restaurant and then you sit down next to somebody three or four feet away and no one has masks on. Sharon and I were up in, you know, up in uh, St. Augustine a few weeks ago and I told you the story. We had a group of people come in from Michigan and they sat down beside us. They were all wearing masks. They came and they sat beside us and they were literally three feet away from us. And they were having a conversation about everything. And finally I looked at them and they were talking about some personal stuff and I kind of laughed and I said, now you do realize that we hear everything you're saying. <laughs> okay. The social distancing isn't happening here. And you wearing a mask in here was kind of silly. And then we got into a long discussion as far as what was going on in Michigan and the nightmare woman up there that, who was the governor. And all of these things, people are starting to wake up and see. Here's the problem, Austin, and here's the big problem for all of us in the United States. We've been so programmed now, the Christians have, because the Christians were the, the, the bulwark, the foundational stronghold against this. Because we refuse to answer to anybody's authority except to that of the church and of Jesus Christ. But we've compromised. And like Austin said earlier, well, you got to obey your leaders. No, you don't. No, you don't. The Bible doesn't say if you have something that's going to harm you or your family or goes against biblical principles that you have to listen to it. It doesn't say that. It doesn't tell you that abortion's okay because your government said abortion's okay. It doesn't say that. But Christians have been compromised because of the Schofield Reference Bible. I've talked about this a thousand times on the show. And because of that Schofield Reference Bible and us wanting to believe everything it said, because we've been programmed from the pulpit by the Frankfurt School and the Samuel Untermeyer fellow, who was a hardcore Zionist over a 100 years ago, pushing that Schofield Reference Bible. We want to believe that we can basically – have our cake and eat it too? What does that mean? That we can listen to the government and undeclared edicts that are against the word of God and basically still worship Jesus Christ and have a relationship with the Most High. And we want to believe that we can do whatever he tells us to do in the Bible, but we can do whatever the government forces us to do, and it's okay. Let me tell you something. Sometimes that's mutually exclusive, like abortion. It's not okay. And see, this is the problem that we have with the church is that Romans verse in which it says, obey the authority of those above you. No, it doesn't mean if they tell you to do something wrong against the word of God. We've got to get that as Christians. And that's where we have allowed ourselves to go down that slippery slope of basically totalitarianism in the United States. Because we've allowed these elected officials, who now aren't even elected anymore, they're brought in by fraud, 
to tell us what to do and to lock us down and do whatever they want to do. And we're supposed to sit there and say, yes, I'm. Yes, I'm, Massa. Yes, I'm. Guess what? That's not okay with God. Thou shalt have no other gods but me is what he tells us. But when we look to these people as our God, as our Savior, as our champion, and as our basically person who tells us what to do in contrary to the word of God, it's wrong. You can't do that. you got to stay with what the word says because through Christ, all things are, to get, are held together, for he is the great I am. Well, Austin, finish it up. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Please continue to pray for Spencer. You guys are absolutely amazing, and I got to pray for you again today. My privilege. Yes, absolutely. And what we have to continue to always remember is that our health, our life, our safety, it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility to take care of our families. It's our responsibility to take care of our own health. The concept, and they've pushed this so effectively last year, is that it's not anybody's responsibility, but everybody else's responsibility. So it's not my responsibility to take care of myself. I can eat Taco Bell, McDonald's, not exercise, sleep all day, take prescription drugs, lay on the couch, do absolutely nothing with my life. But it's your responsibility to put on a mask when I go outside because you have to protect me. That's the victim mentality. They have pushed a huge segment of the populace to have the victim mindset. Remember, this is what you do to bring in a communist regime. You make people believe they're a victim. Then you make people believe they have no sense of responsibility. It's your job to keep me healthy. It's my doctor's job to make me healthy. I can't be responsible for my health. That's too much work. It's, it's my doctors. It's everybody outside. They're all responsible to make me stay healthy. Then you make people believe they're powerless. They, they have no way to protect themselves totally. Everything's fear, fear everyone, fear everybody, fear every place is what they've done now. Be scared of your grandma, be scared of your children, be scared of your neighbor. It's lies. Then they come in and they make people believe the only people that know best are the government. The government knows what you need to do. Fauci knows what you need to do. you got to listen to that clown every day because you know what? Two to three masks getting your injection, your RNA experimental injection, staying social distance, don't go anywhere, shut down your business, take your STEMI check and shut up. That's what's best for you because we know how to take care of you. Guys, they can't even run a successful company. I mean, look at the spreadsheets. Look at the money. Look at everything they do that is complete and total abysmal failure. Remember, the government never actually builds anything. They don't contribute to anything. They don't make anything. All they do is siphon money from the working market and use it and allocate it to sub out to have other people build things with other people's money. They don't produce anything. <laughs> that concept eludes a lot of people. They think they go, well, the government builds this and builds that with, with what money? Where'd they get the money from? At the expense of who? The taxpayer. We build everything. We fund everything. So without us, none of this exists. And for some reason, that concept's eluded a lot of people. It's time we make our voices heard and let them know we're not going to be told what to do any further. The American populace, it's time for us to do our research, for us to keep ourselves healthy, for us to keep ourselves safe. That's what we have to do. Thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters. Be sure to vote for what you want to see win. 
on Wednesday as product of the week. It looks like the ultimate multiple D3 10,000 is uh, pulling pretty hard. That's also always a very popular product, especially when it comes to the immune system. If you guys need anything at all, be sure to check it out. We have all the articles. We'll tell you guys this pretty much every single day. We do our best to try to get the articles, research studies and stuff posted on the website. You can also sign up for our free weekly newsletter at healthmasters.com and we send stuff out pretty much every single day. Links to the show, different specials, so forth. And if you guys need anything immediately, feel free to give us a call. Healthmasters.com Our health is our own personal responsibility. Your children's health is your personal responsibility. It is time America start acting like Americans and take responsibility for their actions, for their health, and for their safety, and stop pretending like it's somebody else's job to take care of us. Very, very important. And only once we do that can we wake up and take it to the next level of standing up. Because until you take responsibility for yourself, you're, you're kind of pretty much stuck. You're not going past first gear. You're done. So thank you again, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Continue to stay prepped. Stay awake. I'll talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.